Hello, you're listening to Spiritual Moments with Anna Lozano. On Sunday, it was Pentecost. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit. It will be rooted in one scripture that we're going to read, which is chapter 2 of the Acts of the Apostles from verse 1 all the way to pretty much the whole of chapter 2. I hope you enjoyed as we go through this scripture and then we'll do a little talk at the end. It's quite long. I think it's up to like verse 47. The reading today goes as follows. From Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, the coming of the Spirit. When the time from Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together. And suddenly there came from the sky a noise like a strong driving wind and it filled the entire house in which they were then there appeared to them tongues of fire as of fire which parted and came to rest on each one of them and they were all filled with the holy spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the spirit enabled them to proclaim now they were devout jews from every nation under heaven staying in jerusalem at this sound, they gathered in a large crowd, but they were confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded and in amazement, they asked, Are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? Then how does each of us hear them in his own native language? We are Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Pyrrhagia and Pampilia, Egypt and the districts of Libya near Cyrene, as well as travelers from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, yet we hear them speaking in our own languages of the mighty acts of God. They were all astounded and bewildered and said to one another, What does this mean? But others said, scoffing, they've had too much new wine. Peter's speech at Pentecost. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and proclaimed to them, You who are Jews, indeed all of you, staying in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to my words. These people are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Jewel. It will come to pass in the last days, God says, that I will pour out a portion of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old, old men shall dream dreams. Indeed, upon my servants and my handmaids, I will pour out a portion of my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. And I will work wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood, fire, and a cloud of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the great and splendid day of the Lord. And it shall be that everyone shall be saved who calls on the name of the Lord." You who are Israelites, hear these words. Jesus the Nazorian was a man commanded to you by God with mighty deeds, wonders, and signs, 
which God worked through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. This man delivered up by the set plan and foreknowledge of God, you killed, using lawless men to crucify him. But God raised him up, released him from the throes of death, because it was impossible for him to be held by it. For David says of him, I saw the Lord ever before me, with him at my right hand I shall not be disturbed. Therefore my heart has been glad and my tongue has exalted. My flesh too will dwell in hope, because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld, nor will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. My brothers, one can confidently say to you about the patriarch David that he died and was buried, and his tomb is in our midst to this day. But since he was a prophet and knew that God had sworn an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants upon his throne, he foresaw and spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that neither was he abandoned to the netherworld nor did his flesh see corruption. God raised this Jesus, of this we are all witnesses. Exalted at the right hand of God, he received the promise of the Holy Spirit from the Father and poured it forth. As you both see and hear, for David did not go up into earth, but he said, he himself said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore let the whole house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and they asked Peter and the other apostles, what are we to do, my brothers? Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises made to you and to your children and to all those far off whom, whomever the Lord our God will call he testified with many other arguments and was exhorting them save yourselves from this corrupt generation those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 persons were added that day. Communal life. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles and to the communal life, to the breaking of the bread and to the prayers. Our came upon everyone, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their property and possession and divide them among all according to each one's need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple area and to breaking bread in their homes. They ate their meals with exaltation and sincerity of heart, praising God and enjoying favor with all the people. And every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Amen. So when we listen to today's reading, we realize how on this day a very wonderful thing was done in Pentecost, which is on Sunday. The Holy Spirit came down as Jesus Christ had 
promised the apostles when he ascended into heaven. And one of the things that came as a, as a big like pointer was how it gave one of something so powerful like the ability to communicate. See, um, there's this scripture where um, it talks about the ability to speak in tongues. It says, if someone speaks in tongue and their message is not translated, they're just talking to their God and it's not very beneficial to the next person that hears it because they can't really take what God is trying to deliver to them. So one of the things that the, the Holy Spirit did on Pentecost was to give the apostles the ability to speak in a way that no matter where the people were from, they could understand it in their native language. So even though they were Jews and Gentiles and Galileans rather, if they had come to, let's say, Limpopo and they started speaking, as pretty people, we would get them. As people that are from Limpopo that speak Pedi or Zonga or Venda, they, we would have been able to understand them. And that's one of the things that kind of was a bridge because in preparation, they could only speak to Galileans and, and the Jews in the language that they understood. But once the Holy Spirit came down, the multitudes they could reach to, that's why they were also shocked there. Um, the people that were around them were like, but aren't these men Galileans? Like, we are from so many different parts, and yet we can all understand them in our own native language. And of course, one of the men, one of the people asked, what does this mean? And we always tend to jump to conclusion wherever the Holy Spirit is, is, is concerned. We tend to always use our limited mentality to try and explain things. One of them said, they have had too much to drink, too much new wine to drink. They probably drank, you know. <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's common to say, people have drunk on the Holy Spirit. They probably drank. And Peter corrected him, but it's nine o'clock in the morning. Nine o'clock in the morning, already they've been drinking no relax this was put in scripture um and as as peter started speaking he 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 broke it down to them to say no these people can't be drunk it's too early to be drunk i mean it's one thing to celebrate that the holy spirit came down but it just landed we can't already have been like pre you know gotten us in drunk state no it was said in the scriptures by jewel and when we read there verses 17 to 21 this is adapted from isaiah 2 uh, verse 44 and jewel 3 verses 1 to 5 when you go read that that's where the scripture 17 to 21 was taken from and 21 is from romans 10 13 and you realize this this was written before this was put to the prophets before about the coming of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is going to do for for everyone, and it it came with so many miracles, and even when we look there by what was said by the prophet David and says, "I saw the Lord ever before me," that verses twenty five to twenty eight, which was adapted from Psalm sixteen eight to eleven. When you go read there, you realize it's just. He had said it, and Peter was just reiterating to say that, but David said it. Joel said it. It was said in the, in the, in the book of, of Isaiah and in, 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 in book of Romans. So why would you think it's because they drunk? No, it's because the word of God has come to fruition. What he promised, he has delivered. And that's what he consistently does. And they asked him, so what are we to do? What should we do to also get this? We want to also have these abilities. And he said, you need to repent and be, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive 
the gift of the Holy Spirit. The terms are not hard. We just need to turn from our sins, repent, and be baptized in the name of Jesus, and our sins will be forgiven. And then we'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, being Christians, we've repented from our sins, we got baptized, and we've been forgiven. And we need this is a consistent practice. This is part of our life. It's not something that we do temporarily and then at some point you're like, no, you know what, I've been baptized, Kishapu, you know. Even if I don't get forgiven, it's fine. No, it's it's a consistent practice of our life. As long as we're here on earth and we're preparing to go to heaven, we need to go through what God says we should do, what Christ says it. Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus and be forgiven of your sins. Confession. You know, that's why we consistently go for confession. And sometimes we get it wrong. You know, we sometimes slip. You know, we sometimes do the Holy Spirit wrong. We do God wrong. And, and the Holy Spirit cannot dwell in a house that has been defiled. And so we sometimes get defiled, you know. And so that's why we need the sacrament of confession. Uh, if you can do it. And, and you know, the, the usual standard is to go at least once a year. But some people every month once a week you know every time you feel it's getting heavy you go it's consistently open to us every day you talk to christ every day you know for your venial sins you just be like i did this i'm so sorry forgive me um catholics know we, we have the at liberty our priests who are representatives of christ that Whenever your, your the sins get too much or you feel it's too defiled, you need to go for confession to have them forgiven. And so those were the terms. Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus and for the forgiveness of sins and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit comes with gifts. And we, the next episode, we're going to touch on the different gifts that the Holy Spirit give, brings along. Oh, it's got gifts, it's got fruits. So we're going to touch on them separately to know what are the gifts that the Holy Spirit brings and what are the fruits when the Holy Spirit comes into you in a home that it finds in you and what does it bring with it, which is very wonderful things. And later then uh, in the communal life there from verses 42 to 47, it says they devote themselves to the teachings of the apostle. It's, it's very rare to get the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit and still be the same person that you were before you repented. It's pretty much close. It's actually, I think it's impossible. <laughs> the only other thing that was impossible was in verse 4 when they said, but God raised him and, and released him from the throes of death because it was impossible for him to be held by it. It's impossible for Jesus to be held down by death because he is God and God is eternal. The other thing that's impossible is for you to have the Holy Spirit in you and, and literally not devote yourself to what God brings into your life when he brings the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, I don't think it's possible. It, it comes so with so much ease, even though there's so much consistent, you know, um, battles that you might face or challenges you might face. You, you are like, I've got the Holy Spirit, bring it on. It brings all its strength and everything that you need. So he said they devoted themselves to the teachings of the apostle, to the common life, and the breaking of bread, and to prayers. That one touched me right there. They don't go back to just like living their basic life of maybe getting drunk and partying and 
know all these other things that we do when we're still in Egypt I would say those years of Egypt we live so deep in sin and pretty much in in in, in captivity you know you, you are captive to this we are captive to the sins that we, we do before the Holy Spirit comes to work in us so once you get that Holy Spirit kick and it's like boom in you devote yourself to these things it's not it wasn't just then when when it was done by the, the apostles even now it still continues so it's the breaking of bread this is consistent attendance of mass and they say mass every week or during the week you make it an effort to actually go every sunday starts there you are always there at mass helping at mass where it help is required attentively at being present and participating in the order of mass and receiving the holy communion that's the breaking of bread receiving christ and to pray mass is a form of prayer of communicating with christ to receive christ as well with the holy eucharist and i said the teachings of the apostles so consistently your your life will be including would include that the teachings of the apostles as the teachings of christ christ's life mother mary everything to do with christ the breaking of bread and prayer i can think about things that's the staples and you know even with that you'd automatically your life is going to be surrounded by people that bring growth in those particular fields it's like you know when you party a lot the more people you get in contact with are people that love to party more so you party more than you partied before because the more parties you attend the more party goes you go to get to meet and so you become a party person because of that same thing happens when the holy spirit hits and you get rooted in prayer and breaking of bread and communal life and teaching of the apostles the more people you meet that do that i kid you not over the past two to three years my contact list is full of priests sisters people that love prayer and like prayer groups my the groups i'm pretty much in are, are just that the books i read have turned from just basic novels to scriptural books you know i've never used to read the bible as much as i did over the past two or three years so just basically that's what when he when the time hits for you to be very much close to him he doesn't he leaves no stone unturned and when i i can like sometimes i I feel like i certainly imagine that feeling what they got on pentecost and that holy spirit hit and the days after that must have been so much more different of course, it wouldn't have been the same when Christ was there because, I mean, oh, nothing can ever be when Christ is there in the flesh. When he sent the Holy Spirit, I feel like it was just to say, I'm still there with you, not just around you now, within you. And so it is through Pentecost that he begins to be within us. And he says, every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and to breaking bread in their homes. And they ate their meals with exultation and sincerity of heart praising God and enjoying their favor with all people. They didn't stop praising God. They praised God more. They shared more. They loved more. They did everything out of sincerity more out of exaltation for God because of what they received. And I love that very last statement that says, and every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. So I say the more you pray 
the more you know what to pray for. You know, sometimes you start and you don't know, what am I going to pray for? And you just do a simple prayer and the clarity comes. The more you communicate with people that are rooted in prayer, the more you know how to do this prayer thing. The more you reach with people that are guided by the Holy Spirit, the more the Holy Spirit says, to those that have more, that have more, more will be given. And those that have little, all will be taken. So don't run on a, on a basis of just having the bare minimum because he doesn't do with bare, deal with bare minimum. He does more and more and more. So the more of God you get, the more of the Holy Spirit, the more of the Holy Spirit you will get. So he says, every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. So somebody in your circle it's probably had the process that and you're basically part of the addition and everybody that's going to come in through you it's part of the conditions just god continuously working it's like a, a branch you know a tree that's the root and then the branches got so many branches and leaves and got more branches from the branches that were there and then there's more bra- i could explain this but you know what the scriptures always put it perfect and it is through the Holy Spirit that we are able to then sit and do this and talk about this. I know today's scripture is very long, but it's very worth it. Every single word of God is worth it. And so I hope through this, you learn that not only when Sunday that we learn about Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit, that we are continuously supposed to be in a communal life with God, a communal life with Christ. And all the saints and all the angels and our Mother Mary, and all those clarities will come to our hearts and to our mind through the powers of the Holy Spirit. Thank you very much for tuning in. God bless you dearly. And ever so, I love you. Good night. You're listening to Spiritual Moments with Anna Lazzolo. Tonight's prayer is from Psalm 16, which is in line with tonight's episode. God, the Supreme Good. Keep me safe, O God. In you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. You are my only good. Worthless are all the false gods of the land. Accused are all who delight in them. They multiply their sorrows, who court other gods. Blood libations to them I will not pour out, nor will I take their names upon my lips. Lord, my allotted portion in my cup you have made my destiny secure. Pleasant places were measured out for me. Fair to me indeed is my inheritance. I bless the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart exhorts me. I keep the Lord always before me. With the Lord at my right, I shall never be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad. My soul rejoices. My body also dwells secure. For you will not abandon me to Sheol, nor let your faithful servant see the pit. You will show me the path of life abounding joy in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever. Amen.